Council regarding the work in cities. There is a vast amount of work to be done in proclaiming the truth for this time to those who are dead in trespasses and sins. Most startling messages will be borne by men of God's appointment, messages of a character to warn the people, to arouse them. And while some will be provoked by the warning and led to resist the light and evidence, we are to see from this that we are giving the testy message for this time. Messages will be given out of the usual order. The judgments of God are in the land. While city missions must be established where coal porters, Bible workers, and practical medical missionaries may be trained to teach certain classes, we must also have in our cities consecrated evangelists through whom a message is to be borne so decidedly as to startle the hearers. The time has come to make decided efforts in places where the truth has not yet been proclaimed. How shall the Lord's work be done? In every place that is entered, a solid foundation is to be laid for permanent work. The Lord's methods are to be followed. It is not for you to be intimidated by outward appearances, however forbidding they may be. It is for you to carry forward the work as the Lord has said it should be carried. Preach the word, and the Lord by his Holy Spirit will send conviction to the minds of the hearers. The word is, they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Mark 16:20. Many workers are to act their part, doing house-to-house work and giving Bible readings in families. They are to show their growth in grace by submission to the will of Christ. Thus they will gain a rich experience. As in faith they receive, believe, and obey Christ's word, the efficiency of the Holy Spirit will be seen in their life work. There will be an intensity of earnest effort. There will be cherished a faith that works by love and purifies the soul. The fruits of the Spirit will be seen in the life. There is need of all the instruction that our missions can give. Continue your work in the power of the same Spirit that led in its establishment. By opening the Scriptures, by praying, by exercising faith, educate the people in the way of the Lord, and there will be built up a church founded on the rock, Christ Jesus. Carry forward your work in humility. Never rise above the simplicity of the gospel of Christ, not in the art of display, but in lifting up Christ, the sin-pardoning Redeemer, will you find success in winning souls. As you work for God in humility and lowliness of heart, he will manifest himself to you. Subheading, Theatrical Devices. By the use of charts, symbols, and representations of various kinds, the minister can make the truth stand out clearly and distinctly. This is a help, and in harmony with the Word of God. But when the worker makes his labor so expensive that others are unable to secure from the treasury sufficient means to support them in the field, he is not working in harmony with God's plan. The work in the large cities is to be done after Christ's order, not after the order of a theatrical performance. It is not a theatrical performance that glorifies God, but the presentation of the truth in the love of Christ. Subheading Preliminaries Do not divest the truth of its dignity and impressiveness by preliminaries that are more after the order of the world than after the order of heaven. Let your hearers understand that you hold meetings, not to charm their senses with music and other things, but to preach the truth in all its solemnity that it may come to them as a warning, arousing them from their death-like sleep of self-indulgence. It is the naked truth that, like a sharp, two-edged sword, cuts both ways. 
It is this that will arouse those who are dead in trespasses and sins. He who gave his life to save men and women from idolatry and self-indulgence left an example to be followed by all who take up the work of presenting the gospel to others. God's servants in this age have been given most solemn truths to proclaim, and their actions and methods and plans must correspond to the importance of their message. If you are presenting the word in Christ's way, your audience will be deeply impressed with the truths you teach. The conviction will come to them that this is the word of the living God. Subheading, Formality in Worship In their efforts to reach the people, the Lord's messengers are not to follow the ways of the world. In the meetings that are held, they are not to depend on worldly singers and theatrical display to awaken an interest. How can those who have no interest in the Word of God, who have never read His Word with a sincere desire to understand its truths, be expected to sing with the Spirit and the understanding? How can their hearts be in harmony with the words of sacred song? How can the heavenly choir join in music that is only a form? The evil of formal worship cannot be too strongly depicted, but no words can properly set forth the deep blessedness of genuine worship. When human beings sing with the spirit and the understanding, heavenly musicians take up the strain and join in the song of thanksgiving. He who has bestowed upon us all the gifts that enable us to be workers together with God expects his servants to cultivate their voices so that they can speak and sing in a way that all can understand. It is not loud singing that is needed, but clear intonation, correct pronunciation, and distinct utterance. Let all take time to cultivate the voice so that God's praise can be sung in clear, soft tones, not with harshness and shrillness that offend the ear. The ability to sing is the gift of God. Let it be used to His glory. In the meetings held, let a number be chosen to take part in the song service and let the singing be accompanied with musical instruments skillfully handled. We are not to oppose the use of instruments of music in our work. This part of the service is to be carefully conducted, for it is the praise of God in song. The singing is not always to be done by a few. As often as possible, let the entire congregation join. Subheading, Holding to the Affirmative Often, as you seek to present the truth, opposition will be aroused. But if you seek to meet the opposition with argument, you will only multiply it, and this you cannot afford to do. Hold to the affirmative. Angels of God are watching you, and they understand how to impress those whose opposition you refuse to meet with arguments. Dwell not on the negative points of questions that arise, but gather to your minds affirmative truths and fasten them there by much study, earnest prayer, and heart consecration. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning, and let bright rays shine forth, that men, beholding your good works, may be led to glorify your Father who is in heaven. If Christ had not held to the affirmative in the wilderness of temptation, he would have lost all that he desired to gain. Christ's way is the best way to meet our opponents. We strengthen their arguments when we repeat what they say. Keep always to the affirmative. It may be that the very man who is opposing you will carry your words home and be converted to the sensible truth that has reached his understanding. I have often said to our brethren, your opponents will make statements about your work that are false. Do not repeat their statements, but hold to your assertions of the living truth, and angels of God will open the way before you. We have a great work to carry forward, 
and we must carry it in a sensible way. Let us never get excited or allow evil feelings to arise. Christ did not do this, and he is our example in all things. For the work given us to do, we need much more of heavenly, sanctified, humble wisdom and much less of self. We need to lay hold firmly on divine power. Those who have departed from the faith will come to our congregations to divert our attention from the work that God would have done. You cannot afford to turn your ears from the truth to fables. Do not stop to try to convert the one who is speaking words of reproach against your work, but let it be seen that you are inspired by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, and angels of God will put into your lips words that will reach the hearts of the opposers. If these men persist in pressing their way in, those who are of a sensible mind in the congregation will understand that yours is the higher standard. So speak that it will be known that Jesus Christ is speaking through you. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 9, pages 137 to 149. There are those who have a special gift of song, and there are times when a special message is borne by one singing alone or by several uniting in song. But the singing is seldom to be done by a few. The ability to sing is a talent of influence, which God desires all to cultivate and use to his name's glory. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 7, pages 115 and 116.